welcome to the Indie Dog. I'm your host, Radha Thomas. When I first started podcasting the Indie Dog, one of the very first stories was a, about a little dog named Inkling and a very lovely lady named Vinita Rabbi. Not Jewish, she tells me. A little background. Inkling's mother was Inky and her uncles, we believed, were Pinky and Ponky. Yup, I named them because I saw the three of them one night and had to come up with names quick so I could report their presence in Cooktown on our dog squad WhatsApp group. This was during lockdown and, unfortunately, before we could get these three spayed, along came Inkling, Inky's puppy. But poor Inkling was run over by a car and was discovered in a terrible state in Milton Street Park by Vinita's husband. She was taken to care by squad members, where she was tended to and then returned to the streets in a few months. But she wasn't able to live on the streets with her uncles because she was in a very feeble state, a disabled leg and a timid personality. Other dogs on the street were only too happy to pick on her and make her life miserable. Of course, Vinita offered to take her in so Inky could be friends with her other dog. Happy end to sad story, you thought? Not so fast. Vinita's landlady, a dog-hating curmudgeon, chased Vinita and her family out as quickly as she could. Now the following is an update from Vinita in a WhatsApp message to the Fraser Canine Squad. And I quote, Inkling has turned her back to living on the streets. I would like to thank all in the FCS for the support and being with me through the ordeal. Our landlady was the meanest person. She could not tolerate the dogs, especially Inkling. She was abusive too and forced us to vacate. We found an independent house near Ascension Church, which is good for our doggies, Kubo and Inkling. They love it here. It's peaceful and spacious. I do feed Inky once a day, early, around 6.30am, when I take Inkling for a walk. They also get to catch up with each other. I do not feed her brothers Pinky and Ponky because they don't come to our new place because there are other dogs on the street. Right now we've found peace. We are a happy family again, happier because of Inkling. End quote. I do hope this is the happy ending we were all looking for, at least for Inkling. Well, this week, I'm not interviewing anyone. It's an episode which is a tribute to Toby, the gentleman of Milton Street. I don't know where Toby's story started exactly, but by the time it ended, there were at least a hundred people in Cooktown, my neighborhood, who knew him, loved him, fed him, patted him, gave him belly rubs, and ran to his rescue when he got ill, dropping all their other activity. He had that effect. Which brings me to the reason why this episode of The Indie Dog is dedicated to Toby. Taking care of street dogs in a community does more than satisfy one's own karmic needs. 
it actually creates a common cause where people can unite. Creating a common enemy is fairly common. It's a tool employed by despots, dictators and perpetrators of world wars to whip up frenzy and polarize the public, usually to attack some minority, some imaginary threat. Toby was a polarizer in the community for sure, but for exactly the opposite reasons. He provided a focus for people to love, also to give vent to their feelings of intense adoration. This includes baby talk, treats, cuddles, belly rubs and so on, which everyone knows releases endorphins and makes you feel good. Toby gave Cooktown all this free therapy for several years. His fans could approach him for a session and go back home and not have to worry about regular feeding, medical issues and so on. Ramji, my significant other and our household staff, Bhagya and Vijaya, took care of those needs. Since his primary place of residence was outside our gate on Milton Street. We live exactly opposite the park, which was also Toby's haunt. We came into Toby's life, I suppose, in the middle of it, or close to. He appeared out of the blue some seven years ago, already a full-grown dog. Our watchman at the time, a man named Anthony, started feeding him, encouraging him to consider our building his home. This is an excellent thing to do, and I encourage all watchmen in the city to adopt streeties. Not only do you create a fiercely loyal friend who will protect your building so you can snooze without fear, but you are also preventing packs of streeties from coming into your hood. Other streeties. Dangerous ones. Our building contains a mix of street dog lovers and street dog haters. Usually, love wins. There were times when Toby would vanish for a few weeks and at first we would go hunting for him desperately but soon realized that he had a chinnavede. This is the equivalent of a pieda terre for a mistress. His mistress was a lady called Sarah who lived across Milton Street Park on the other side on High Street. She fed him too and so Toby had a pretty good life. By and large, he would sit outside Hopcoms, the vegetable store across the street, next to the park, and stare balefully at the shoppers. The people who ran the store loved him. They didn't kick him out. Since Milton Street is a tree-lined, quietish, avenue-like road, a lot of dog owners like walking their pets on it. This would piss Toby off hugely, and he would try and charge the dogs. Clever dog owners knew how to stop and let their dogs become friends with Toby. Once they did that, there was no issue. He didn't live inside our house, but knew how to make his way into our garden from the back and sit on the steps. We loved that. Our two dogs, Kara and Brownie, loved that too. Very often, the three of them would be fast asleep on our garden steps, and the sight of three contented dogs is not one that can be explained in words. Not everyone loved him, though. The two-wheelers he would chase on the street didn't like him at all. I suppose it can be terrifying to have a large dog with angry eyes chase you on the street at the speed of light. 
Clever riders knew that if you stopped and said, Hey there, cutie, the evil beast would turn into a waggedy doggy. But not everyone knows the psychology of a streetie. This I find odd, especially in Bangalore, where lots of people are on two-wheelers and the city is filled with streeties. We have to make peace with these animals. They are here and so are we. One night, I heard the screech of a two-wheeler and a loud yelp. It was clearly Toby who was hurt. I ran outside to find him whimpering and cowering and a tall, angry man with a stick was yelling at him. He had flung his helmet at Toby and struck his flank. I saw murder. I saw blood. I let out a string of words I cannot repeat at the man and threatened to call the police on him. Oh yeah, said the man and whipped out his badge. He was a cop. Toby had chased the bloody cops, the Dumbo. Fortunately, I was able to placate the cop, and off he went, muttering under his breath. In the seven or eight years since he first appeared outside our gates, he's never bitten anyone or gotten into a huge fight with other dogs or created a real nuisance. In the last year or so, he started becoming ill. It was his kidneys that were failing. We took him several times to Cancure, a lovely vet hospital in Hennur, run by the kind, gentle, caring and generous Dr. Ashwin. Along with him, there's Ashleen Kaur, who is the most animal-friendly girl you could ever meet. Each time I would take up a collection for his medical bills and the community always came to his rescue. The first time, Tina Pachao cornered him on the street so we could muzzle him and get him into the car. He was too fast for me and too fast for Ramji. But I would go visit him in the hospital every day. But then this last time, some years had gone by and the illness got the better of him. Anupama Hebbar had no problem getting him into pet cab and bringing him to can cure. It was his last taxi ride. Ashwin and Arsleen tried every medical trick in the book to make him better and the community of Cooktown sent healing thoughts, vibes, prayers and even visited him in the hospital. He was a favoured child of the community. But no amount of wishful thinking can stop the cycle of life. Ultimately, on May 11, 2022, he died of cardiac arrest. Dr. Ashwin tried to revive him, but this time, his time was up. He was cremated and his ashes were delivered to me. The outpouring of messages on social media for Toby was remarkable. It is clear that Toby had wagged his tail into so many hearts and so many minds. It was also obvious that he had brought so many people close to each other in a way that normally only community leaders, human beings I mean, can do. I bet there are Tobys in each community here in Bangalore equally beloved. But this is the first time that I have actually seen an entire community come together to recognize, love and respect a street dog with such dignity. We held a little ceremony in the park where his ashes were scattered on the base of a tree that he had marked possibly hundreds or maybe even thousands of times. And on the ashes, we laid some small roses. About 20 people came to the park on May 20 at 6pm. 
but I definitely felt the presence of the many who couldn't make it, the ones to whom he had given their free, daily required dose of the happy hormone. The gentlemen of Milton Street will be missed terribly. Mama loves you, Toby. That's dog speak for did you know? Did you know that I wasn't joking when I said that Toby has provided free therapy to many, many residents here in Cooktown? According to Johns Hopkins Science Today, the Mayo Clinic and the governments of many countries, positive interactions between people and dogs is beneficial for both species. Pet a streety today, that's the message. You can increase not only your levels of beta endorphins like oxytocin and dopamine, the neurochemicals that are associated with positive feelings and bonding, but you can also increase these hormones in the dog. Yep. Interacting with the dog you get to know can create some of the same psychological markers as when two emotionally attached people spend time together. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that dogs are incredibly attentive to human faces and expressions. Miho Nagasawa of Azabu University in Japan. I'm not sure if I said that right. Anyway, she came to the conclusion that owners and dogs who gaze adoringly into each other's eyes have higher levels of oxytocin in their urine than owners of dogs who avert their eyes quickly. Owners who don't love their dogs as much. I'm hypothesizing. Oxytocin is also known as the cuddle hormone and it's important in social bonding. Scientists know it's a critical part of the swelling hormonal changes leading up to and following childbirth. In other words, researchers believe that the hormones released during dog and human bonding is similar to what's released in mother-infant relationships. Did you know that? And this is not just a theory, incidentally. Nagasawa and her lab mates actually collected urine samples from 30 dog owner pairs, that is the dog owner and the dog, before and after a 30-minute interaction, a love fest. And both species showed an increase in oxytocin levels in the urine. Wow! What else can loving a dog, just any dog, do for you? Lots, actually. Simply petting a dog lowers the stress hormone cortisol. An astonishing 84% of post-traumatic stress disorder patients, PTSD patients that is, paired with a service dog, reported a significant reduction in symptoms and 40% were able to decrease their medications. That is really wow-worthy. The cortisol-lowering and oxytocin-boosting benefits of petting also can keep your blood pressure at bay. The American Heart Association released a research report endorsing dog ownership as a way of warding off cardiovascular disease. Petting a dog is said to provide greater social support than humans in the treatment of depression not to mention that pets are a social catalyst for meeting people who share your animal interests. Just think of Toby. There are many reasons why adopting a streetie passively or taking one into your home is very good for you. 
the community and of course the doggy. Right? Well, that's it from me for now. Until next week, woof!